G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're going to be talking about leadership today and perhaps from a dimension that we might not ordinarily talk about it. You might expect us to be talking about how do you identify the good leadership? Well, some of that will come out, no doubt, as we get a focus on the impact of poor leadership. Hard to believe we're almost on the edge of a new year and uh, it'll have its own huge challenges ahead. But as you've heard us talking in recent times about concepts of awakening, the stories that people have, things are happening here in Australia as they are around the world. And if there is awakening on the uh, horizon, there might be need for good leadership. Christian leaders, whether in church or Christian leaders who are in the public marketplace, in the public square, now more than ever need both courage and integrity to help navigate the minefield that is ahead. So we're opening a conversation today about poor leadership and looking for insights that help us to distinguish good leadership from You could say bad leadership. You might even say all other alternatives in leadership. We're shaped by the leaders who lead us. And we shape the next generation by the way we've discerned how to lead. So what impact does poor leadership have on people? You might even say what impact does poor leadership have on the next generation of leaders? Well, Craig O'Sullivan is an Australian business coach. He specialises in leadership development, and Craig coaches young adults, entrepreneurs, and corporate management and executive teams, all with the idea that purpose is a key to effective leadership. Craig O'Sullivan, let me say a special welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. What an incredible introduction. Thank you so much. Um, you, you hit the nail on the head there with, uh, yes, we always talk about uh, good leadership and what good leadership is, but today we are going to focus on poor leadership. And it's because I actually myself uh, identified this purpose of eradicating poor leadership. You, uh, you mentioned about uh, recent times and the turmoil that we're going through and you are so right. And what I actually love about what's happened over the recent months and, and years is it's really exposed a lot of things uh, in, in many different spheres. And it's caused us uh, many people to ask questions as to why we're doing things. Should we really be doing this way? And really, I suppose it's, it's an opportunity for a reset. And so for me, when I, when I talk about leadership, yes, yes, it's not good to focus on the negative 100%, but, uh, but I think before we actually step into what we, what we need to do, it's really important for us to identify what it isn't or what's not or what's bad behavior so we can initially try to avoid that. 
We will explore some of that and listeners, no doubt, something will be sparked in imaginations to contribute to our conversation too because either we might have had an opportunity to be in a leadership role or we've sat under some leadership and ultimately it hasn't worked for us. Maybe it worked for others and didn't work for us, but there might be some special things all about purpose that might help to shape our thoughts about leadership. Hey, Craig, you say too many people are unfulfilled at work, not following their purpose, or even worse, emotionally damaged by poor leadership. So we could think of poor leadership as being something that's, you know, maybe undesirable, but if we're actually going to be damaged by it, that that raises a whole new concern. What do you mean by getting damaged emotionally by poor leadership? Well, um, Neil, yeah, look, it's true. There's a very unfortunate result, but it's a real result that I think that a lot of us think, oh, if if we're just not a good leader, then, then, oh, we're just not achieving certain outcomes. But it actually goes a lot deeper than that. You know, interacting with a lot of people within, within church and out in the marketplace, it's unfortunate and it's really sad to say that I have repeatedly come across people all too often with the same story that that they're that they're discouraged that they're that they're emotionally damaged and and actually unfortunately to say not even in a good relationship with Christ because they have suffered under poor leadership now actually I will I want I want to say something from from the get-go Neil that when we talk about poor leadership I want people to to really separate the person from the behaviour. Because I don't want this at all to be a witch hunt to all those poor leaders out there and that leader's doing this thing wrong and that leader's doing that thing wrong. It's, It's really looking at what poor leadership is because some people may be really, like have really good leadership in one area and poor leadership in another. Um, And also I I really like to separate behaviour from person. And how about for today, we just at least look at, rather than all these things that we're going to talk about, there'll probably be some, some uh, hurt feelings that might pop up or, or things from your past that may surface. How about we, for today, rather than pointing the finger at other people, how about we just look at ourselves? Because I believe that that's where it starts. It starts with ourselves to help become better leaders. And... You, you, you said there about um, you kind of alluded to the, the fruit. And I think that that's actually what distinguishes between poor leadership and good leadership is the fruit. It's, it's, you need to ask yourself, are people growing around you or are they being suppressed? Are people flourishing or are they being exhausted and, and used up? Are people thriving and, and, and have great visions for their future or uh, do they feel lost? And I think that that for me actually separates what is poor leadership as opposed to good leadership. Some might say though, Craig, that uh, you can't necessarily detach the behaviours of the leader 
from the character of the leader. So there's a certain connection in there. I know uh, we'll be talking about some of those things that you'll get right in the behaviours that will set you on a good trajectory to good leadership foundations, but you really can't separate the two, can you? Because character actually is an important part of what sort of fruit is born in the leader. 100%, 100%. And and so I think what you're talking about is behaviour is actually a result of the character. And and it's not, I'm not saying this to excuse poor leadership and, and bad behaviour, not at all. I'm, I'm just trying to shift people's perspectives rather than going on a witch hunt against people. But how about rather than, you know, have a little bit of empathy? Because actually, I think poor leadership actually is derived from people not being on purpose themselves. I've seen it countless times before. And actually, this is a, another thing I, I want to uh, kind of throw out there as well. You know, being a person who talks about poor leadership, a lot of people that may know me will, will listen in and they'll be like, oh, I know who he's talking about. And I know that person that did that. Number one, I don't like talking specifics about the experiences I've had. I try to draw learnings from it. But also, I just want to reassure people that it's probably not the person you're thinking of when I happen to talk about poor leadership. I want to, I really want to create a supportive environment, not a, not once again, not a witch hunt against poor leaders. But I truly believe what I've experienced and what I've seen in other people and when they've experienced poor leadership is it's not that that person is a bad person. It's quite often that that person is operating outside of their purpose, outside of what God has called for them. And usually when you are operating outside of God's calling, now I'm not saying they are completely way off. Sometimes people are called to to do one activity and they kind of stretch it because that's what society expects them to do the other thing as well, or they or they they just have an opportunity to do more to expand or whatever. And it's not actually what God's called them to. And usually what happens is when someone is operating outside of their purpose, it means that they're, they're operating off their own will rather than God's will. And I, I like to refer this back to, you know, Moses and the burning bush. And you've heard this analogy before that why did the bush not burn up? Because it, its source wasn't its leaves and the branches. Its source was the Holy Spirit. And so it had a fire that was able to continue. And so usually when people are trying to burn up on their own resources, that's where they tend to fail. That's where they tend to try to overcompensate, try to cover insecurities. And I, I believe that that's usually the source of poor leadership. Wow. So we're all on a journey in finding purpose, the purpose that God calls us to, and uh, the discovery of that divinely empowered purpose is something that every leader no doubt has to go through on their own journey because there's a learning curve and some people are going to be at the beginning of that curve and some are going to be towards the top of that curve and out of that learning, out of that development and maturity comes the sorts of fruit that come from the leader. Is that a good way of just uh, encapsulating the sorts of things you're saying there, Craig? That's a perfect way to articulate it, Neil. You sh- you're really good at articulating things. Maybe you should get on radio or something. Maybe I should. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, <laughs> character, uh, combine that with the right purpose. Now, this is all very interesting because you could be searching around for a purpose. Maybe you think that your purpose is different to what everybody else's purpose is. But, of course, when we're leading in a Christian sense, that purpose is really important. So it starts with uh, something of our character. You've got to combine that with the right purpose because you can have a wrong purpose and then that's going to have those outcomes, that fruitfulness of our life. So when we talk about this purpose, how do you enlarge on that, Craig? It's, look, at, at, the, at the core of it, we need to believe that our purpose comes from God. We need to believe, and it's actually core to what I believe and what drives our, our mission, is that every one of us has been created uniquely. We all have a divine purpose. You know, Romans, uh, Romans 8.28, like one of my core verses for, for the On Purpose movement is, is that we know that all things work together for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I believe that that, is, that really speaks to knowing what the purpose is that God has called us individually to. Yes, God has called us to... to um, to be witnesses to him and to um, to draw people to to Christ, but there's so many different areas, so many different avenues for us to to execute on that. That I think that too many people have have kind of grasped hold of more of a general idea of their of of everyone's purpose and run with that rather than going deep with the one who created us. And the way that I actually, um, I encourage people and I, I teach my clients how, how to do is we need to go on a spiritual journey because we need to understand that our purpose is spiritual. And I liken it to a story uh, about um, ancient uh, or American Indians. And when their, their boys would become of age or become men, which was, you know, around about the age of 12 or whatever, they, they went on a journey to discover what was their purpose within the tribe. How do they contribute to the community around them and how have they been designed? And it's really interesting that they understood that this power is actually spiritual. Now, obviously, they were connecting in with, with different spirits that, that are, we don't want to encourage, but... They had this thing which they called a vision quest where the the boy would go out with their spiritual guide and go and sit in a field for days with no food, no water, and no iPad either, no internet connection, and, and just connect spiritually until they got a vision for their future. When I was actually told this by, by someone, it really clicked because it was actually when I was on a really deep spiritual journey of my own and, and trying to figure out the, trying to figure out my real relationship with God. And so I went away on my own vision quest, my own version of a vision quest. To, to I went out prayer and fasting and spent time with the Lord. And I started to receive visions from the Lord as to what my future was. Now, did I actually get the whole picture then? No, because as you mentioned before, Neil, is it's a journey. It's actually a lifelong journey. That was... 
probably almost 10 years ago, if not more than 10 years ago, that, that I went on that journey. And even till this day, I'm still being revealed more and more pictures. Even my, my purpose is being, being directed along the way, but it's through relationship with Christ and being led by the Holy Spirit with everything that I do. That's how I continue to stay on my path of my purpose. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Well, our special guest this hour is Craig O'Sullivan. Craig's an Australian business coach. He specialises in leadership development. And one of the things about Craig is he's on a mission to eradicate poor leadership. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. In fact, Craig, why don't we take some calls straight away? Let's hear from Sterling in Ararat in Victoria. Hi, Sterling. Welcome along. Thanks, Neil. Good morning. and um, Hi, Craig. Good, good to chat with you, mate. Hi, Sterling. Nice to meet you. I once heard someone talking about leadership, saying that, um, you know, good leaders, they inspire the people in their charts, both collectively and individually to, you know, to achieve goals um, collectively and individually as well, as in personal development. Um, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of leadership in the world, which I think we could see better. And I'm, I'm reminded of Proverbs 29, 2, where it says, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. And I, I hear a lot of groaning in the world today. Sterling, good thought there. Craig, what Sterling, are your thoughts? That is so- such a good point. Such a good point, Sterling. Yes, it, and that, that's what I was saying before. Like, it comes with the fruit. If if you if you think you're a good leader, it comes from your fruit. Are the people around you growing, or are they? And they need to be growing in all areas of their life. Like you said, like it's it's not just oh they're they're growing financially. No, are they growing in their in their family? Are they growing in their relationship with Christ? Are they are they growing in their health? Are they growing like People, the the fruit of good leadership is simply the fact that people around you are growing. Okay, wonderful stuff. Thank you so much, Sterling, for your call. Taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Steve in Parks in New South Wales. Hi, Steve. Yeah, good night, Brother Neil and Brother Craig. Good to God hear from you. you both. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Steve? Look, why, I would ask, like to ask Brother Craig, why in corporate business leadership today is um, uh, uh, leaders taught bullying, intimidation, uh, blame games, mind games? Is that what Jesus, and dehumanisation, is that what Jesus taught the disciples in their leadership? Craig, your thoughts for Steve? Steve, I think that that is a, it's a great, great point that you bring up because I get this question asked all the time that, well, why is it that all this quote-unquote poor leadership you talk about, why is it that that's what's happening? Why is it that, that that's what's, what we see demonstrated? Because I'll be honest, it's really difficult to find examples of good leadership, unfortunately. And the, the, the short answer of it is it's because we are rewarding the 
wrong behaviour. You know, I was watching a, um, a TV show or a series uh, called The Loudest Voice, and it was a TV show with uh, Russell Crowe, and it was a story about Fox News and how, how the Fox News program was launched. And my wife and I watched it through to the end, and the story is, is Russell Crowe, the character that Russell Crowe plays, is this character that is heavy into sexual abuse, like emotional assault and abuse of all his staff, you know, just put, you know, really, really like what we would deem as poor behavior. And we finished the series and at the end, like he pretty much got away with it all. And my wife turned around to me and she said, why is it that we see time and time again, these people getting away with poor leadership? and the, the bad behavior that's a result of. And I said, it's simply we reward the wrong behavior. He's paid big, big dollars to get results in his organization, not to look after his staff. They're given, they're given uh, bonuses and salaries around short-term goals rather than really long-term goals and that are benefiting the people, which will then in turn benefit the organization. And you're right. No, it is not what Jesus represented. Jesus spoke against treating people like that. He shouted against the, the Pharisees time and time again because of their, their poor leadership in treating people poorly. And Jesus called us to love people, love people, encourage people. And if you look at Jesus as the perfect example of leadership, which you have to. Who else? Who else can you look at with than than just for for the perfect example? You would see that Jesus, the people around Jesus, grew. He loved people. He cherished them. Now he challenged them and he corrected them, but he loved them. They all grew. They all they all thrived in their purpose and in their lives because they were they were followers of Jesus and being led by Jesus. Wonderful stuff. Steve from Parks, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's just stay with this just for a few moments, not far out from the news, Craig, but if you're purely results-driven, as you say, as some who are appointed to lead uh, organisations, that actually can have a dehumanising effect on the employees if people are not considered above profits. Any thoughts here as just a quick thought because we're not far out from news? Well, Neil, I definitely feel like it, it, like results are fine. It's no, no bad to focus on results, but it's about getting results that we're resulting the right thing because we're only focusing on financials, but there's so many different health markers and people markers within organizations. And part of the core of uh, the lead on purpose model, which, which I developed was actually focusing on the, the equal uh, focus of three different areas, focusing on leading ourselves, leading outcomes, and leading others, and there needs to be a beautiful symbiotic relationship between all three so that they can have true success and lead on purpose. And I'm happy to talk more into uh, the model 
um, after news if you need to. Hey, let's come back to our conversation because we're talking about eradicating poor leadership. And uh, just before I wasn't able to get you and something dropped out there, I was asking whether there is some way, Craig, that we can do a personal self-evaluation on our own leadership and perhaps there's some good things and perhaps there's some poor things about our own leadership but how do you think about if you were doing a self-evaluation you might start with what and how would that look? (laughs) That's a great question Neil because as I started out this call today I said hey we need to look at ourselves and and I mentioned with that uh, the Venn diagram that makes up the lead on purpose model is is actually leading ourselves, uh, leading outcomes and leading others. And we start by looking at ourselves. You have to be really good. I think the, the first key is you have to be self-aware. You have to be able to look in the mirror and look at yourself before. And I think, and it, look, I see it so, so often that people are quick to point the finger. It's, it's really easy for us to blame the government and blame, blame countries and blame circumstances or whatever. But I think that for us to actually be good leaders, we need to be able to look at ourselves. There's, there's a really good book that's uh, written by um, some Navy SEALs and it's actually called Extreme Ownership. We've been talking about self-evaluation and you're saying that there's a certain self-awareness that everyone has to have about their own potential. Yes, we have to be self-aware. And I was, I was sharing the story about the Navy SEALs and this book called Extreme Ownership. And they say that while they go out on a mission, there are a million things that can and do go wrong. And at the end of the day, the only thing that they can actually be in control of is what they have done, what their responsibility in this in a situation is, and I think that that's part of the core of of a good leader being able to rather than point the finger at someone else, look inwards and go, well, this is what I had to contribute, even if something was completely not your fault, completely someone else did something to you. We are in a position to be able to control how we react, how we respond, um, what we did to put ourselves in that situation to give someone else that power over us. You know, that's one thing that, you know, I speak, speak about a lot is we talk about poor leadership and, and unfortunately many of your listeners are probably also sitting under poor leadership and a lot of them are just then, oh, well, it's, it's the leader's fault. Well, actually, you have a part to play as well. You know, when I sat under poor leadership, I chose to stay there. I chose to give that leader the, that power over me. I chose to, to give them an opportunity. I gave, gave them the power. I gave them something. It was something that I was responsible for. And so I think that at the core of it, we need to be able to self-analyze and self-reflect. And I think that that's where it starts with Paul, with with becoming a good leader. 
Sometimes we like to submit to someone who is a strong leader and uh, they might be wonderful as a vision caster and someone who tries to get things done uh, in significant ways. But just because someone is a strong leader, my suspicion is, as we're listening to you today, that doesn't necessarily make them a good leader because a strong leader could be a poor leader too, just leading a poor way but with a certain strength to it. So uh, the things that attract us to leaders, uh, that may be something we need to be able to be able to discern ourselves uh, with a conversation like this one today. You, you hit the nail on the head that unfortunately we are attracted to that type of a leader. And what you actually spoke about there was about a visionary leader, a a leader that leads for vision. And this is actually goes back to the original point of being focused on our purpose, because there is actually two different distinctions of leaders or or areas of, of way that people lead. There's this there's this theory called indirect leadership and direct leadership. And they are two different types of leadership and going back to the purpose conversation, some people have been gifted and called and it is their God anointing to be an indirect leader. What do I mean by indirect leader? I mean that vision casting leader, that, that really charismatic, the person that's on stage, in the, in the lights, on social media, the people that are leading from a distance, that's why it's indirect leadership. And it's people that are, that are influencing large masses, but the other side is the direct leader is the one that's walking hand in hand, more, more a discipleship kind of leader. And they are both two very different anointings. Some people have both, um, some don't. And there's some people that have the purpose of being an indirect leader, but then find themselves in the operation of a direct leader. And unfortunately, that's where they tend to hurt people. That's when they tend to display poor leadership because they're not operating within their purpose and what they've been called for. So let me put you on the spot here, Craig. If you're choosing between someone who was a wonderfully strong vision casting, as you say, charismatic leader, or someone who perhaps didn't have some of those characteristics but was strong in a discipleship sense, which one would you choose? (laughs) <laughs> it's a great question, but I'm actually going to not answer it. And, and I'm not going to answer it because, I'm, <laughs> because there is actually no correct answer for that because it depends on what the need is at the, at the time. The indirect leader, the charismatic leader, has his or her purpose. The direct leader has his or her purpose. And, and it's depending on what you're needing. Now, I, I said I wasn't going to answer it but I will answer it um, because I think it comes back to, I think that we too, we too quickly put people in a box and go, well, that one's bad and that one's good. No, they're just different and they each have their different purpose, right? But if you're looking for someone to mentor you and grow you and you, for you to actually, actually develop into the future that you're, that you're hoping for into your purpose, I, tr- I strongly believe that a direct leader or a more discipleship-minded leader is 
is the better one of that. Yes, we need the inspirational vision cast. We need them to drive the drive the thing forward, to attract people, to 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 like cast vision. We we, we need them, but then there's a follow on, and I I, th- I see that this is actually one of the big disparities in leadership in in both the church and in in the business world is we reward we're attracted to that indirect leader but we're lacking a lot of direct leadership and the reason for that is an indirect leader is the one that you see on social media is the one that you see um getting the accolades on stage doing the speeches everything like that but an indirect leader you don't see them why because they're working individually with people and so we as a society only have a visual representation of the indirect leader, so we figure that's what leadership is. But I believe the biggest thing that we're missing right now is real, true discipleship. It's a void that needs to be filled. And just these last few minutes for our conversation, Craig, Jesus, the best example of the leader, and as you say, uh, the discipleship sense, well, this is a way that Jesus uh, led. He had 12 disciples. There was a discipleship sense about his leadership. He was leading for a generation to grow a generation to grow a generation. If we're centering a leadership style on Jesus, how do you describe the best way to adjust ourselves to get in the flow of that leadership? Yeah, um, obviously he is the perfect example. I mean, of of everything, but we're talking about leadership. Um, I I believe that Jesus, well, he obviously displayed both. You know, he was he was charismatic and spoke really eloquently and attracted crowds. So he was a great indirect leader, but he also demonstrated the power of direct leadership, the discipleship. And I, I believe that the one thing that I actually take away from the from the leadership of Jesus is well actually let me take a step back there's I actually coach in both both the the uh, the ministry side as well as the corporate space leadership and I actually use this analogy of Jesus as a as a great leader in the corporate world as well and I I, I challenge them by saying this is like regardless of your beliefs there was a guy that happened to run his organization for three years. And then now over 2000 years later, there's been five plus billion people that have been a follower of the organization. Now that if that's not a good representation of a good leader, I don't know what is. And if you look at how it actually started, Jesus is through his discipleship. He actually discipled how many just 12. And I think that we try to we try to trick ourselves and force ourselves of trying to build big things, trying to to make big grand things whereas if the son of god, god in in human form was only able to handle 12 and he only ended up with with 11, um if he was only able to really disciple that many then why would we try to overwhelm ourselves and overload ourselves with discipling more? We need to find that small group of people that are traveling on the same path, that, are, that have the same, same vision and the same values and the same, same aspirations, the same purpose as us, 
and find that small group. It starts small, and then you can then have that impact. And it's and it's kind of this multiple effect because Jesus had twelve, and then how many were in the upper room on on Pentecost? One hundred and twenty in the upper room. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty. And so, if you go on that averages, well, Jesus disciple twelve. And then, obviously, those 12 were able to, to decide. Now, they had a lot more. We, we, we all know that they had a lot more up there, but they disappeared, and they ended up with 120, is because I kind of interpret that as like, well, 12 could only handle 12. Well, it was actually 11, could only handle, you know, 10 or 12, and that was the result of that. And then I, So I believe that if we look at staying with that small impact, we can then eventually, over time, have a much, much larger impact. Wonderful stuff today, Craig. And time has run out. And uh, there'll be some who are thinking, I need to connect with Craig O'Sullivan. And there is a way you can do that. Craig has a website, craigosullivan.com. And uh, Craig, uh, no doubt you will be back in Australia before too long and you're doing all sorts of opportunities to speak to groups probably by Zoom and uh, every other method you can online. But uh, when when people go to your website, uh, there's a number of dimensions. There's sort of a personal leadership and then there's a corporate leadership and you you do tackle those from different perspectives. When listeners go online at craigosullivan.com, what can they uh, participate in so far as things you've got there on your site? So I'm actually in the process of, uh, we're in the final stages of developing our own application, our own mobile application, which will have a plethora of free leadership training. And it's actually based on all of these things that we've been discussing today. And uh, it will be launched in early uh, 2022, uh, completely free, no no funnel to upsell or anything like completely free. There's going to be a year's worth of of uh, leadership development and training in there or based on these principles we've been talking about today. And so you can, if you go to the website, you can actually click on the, the young leaders on purpose uh, and that'll direct you to the website, or you could go to on purpose movement, which is on purpose, M V M T.com. And you can jump on a waiting list there and, and I'll notify you when, when that's available. But yes, I am in the Dominican Republic, but um, I'm, I'm speaking with my clients every day through Zoom, um, connected. Uh, we are in a much larger world than our borders. Wonderful. Craig O'Sullivan, he's an Australian business coach. That website address is craigosullivan.com. And you can check out those different dimensions, those different areas of course work uh, and those uh, leadership development uh, those resources that are going to be available in the new year on purpose movement and Craig wonderful for you to take some time to talk to us and appreciate you sharing your heart with us today on 2020 Neil I really appreciate your time thank you listeners for for listening in and I really appreciate each of you that have a hunger and a heart to become better leaders of those around you Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.